Tanya for the first of Shvat, but first the story. The David Svichain was a, the rub of Chernigov, and he said the following story. He said that there was a rare um, manuscript written by the author of the Tanya, and on the front cover of the manuscript, it said that this book has a ban from Rabbeinu Gershon Meir Hagela, who was a famous rabbi that lived a thousand years earlier, less, less than a thousand years earlier from then. And it said that the, the documents and the, the, the secrecy behind the documents involves a ban, not just in this world, but in the next as well, for any person that looks inside the book. And so, of course, it was such a terrifying inscription on the front of the manuscript, no one looked inside. And one day a fire broke out in, in the Alter Rebbe's house and so much of his library and so much of the manuscripts um, were all burnt. So one of the reasons why we actually don't have as much of the ma- manuscripts from the Alter Rebbe, the author of the Tanya, as we really should because so much of it was burnt in fires. But the, the, among the, the books that were burnt in, in the fire was this special manuscript. And so he came to his son, the ne- his successor, um, and the, the Mittler Rebbe, Dober Lubavitch, and he asked him if he had ever taken a look inside. And of course his son said, absolutely not. So he, he said, did you look at even one chapter? Did you look at even uh, one um, lesson inside of this manuscript? And the Mittler Rebbe told his father, why would I do it? It was a ban for both this world and the next world. And the um, Alter Rebbe wasn't happy with this. He, he wanted to hear something that, that was written inside there, and he was hoping that his son had seen it. And he said, wouldn't the discovery of the fresh manuscript, you know, this temptation, wouldn't have been worth the sacrifice, even if it meant losing, you know, a, a ban in this one or the next one, just to take a look at this manuscript? The Alter Rebbe had expected that somehow he would just broken the, ba- the ban and taken a look anyway, which is a very interesting story. Today's Tanya is continuing from yesterday. And yesterday we, we, we unpacked something really powerful, and that is this innate love, this automatic love within a person. And the Alter Rebbe asked four questions on this love. But the one that we're dealing with right now is, love means a love towards something. It, it, love just isn't, I, you know, someone has a box, and the box is closed, and you say, whatever's inside there, I love it. What, what does that mean? You need to understand the, the love, and, you, and then love has to have a certain, a certain set of parameters of how the love operates. We said there's a love that's inside of every single person, that could automatically be revealed somehow, and that Tanya will explain later on. But what, what is the deal with this love? What is it exactly? What does it look like? How does it express itself? That's what we're dealing with right now. And one slight introduction before we begin today's Tanya is, when we talk about logic, we, we have logic, in, we hold logic in high esteem. And we say, well, someone doesn't believe something just randomly with, or without any understanding, you know, or with faith, you know, that's, that's a level, all right, it's something to, be, something to be contended with. But then if someone can understand it with, with actual logic, that's even greater. And the Altram is going to introduce another level that's higher than logic. So there's a level that's below logic, which is like, you almost like scoffed and dismissed that, you know, okay, just, he's doing it for no reason, you know, why, he hasn't even thought this through. Then there's logic, and then the Altar says there's a level that's higher than logic, and it's so great and so powerful that it can't be contained within logic. Not that it's lower, but it's actually higher and 
due to its immense power, it can't be contained within logic. That's going to be that's the the one of the the premises that kind of need an introduction before starting. Now, yesterday's tiny, we we're talking about chachma, the highest level, and we said that every soul contains chachma. Whether the chachma has to be deeply uncovered within the soul, because the soul kind of went on a journey from the level of chachma atzilus all the way down to whatever level it went to. Doesn't matter because if you open up a soul and you just dig deep and deep and deep enough, deep enough, you will eventually find this level of chachma. Now, wisdom, this level of chachma, is the source of all logic and understanding. Now, in the intellectual processes, you have the chachma, the first flashless color of inspiration, and then you have bina where you, where you unroll the chachma, millions of questions and theorizing and theoretical scenarios, and you're breaking down and breaking apart this wisdom until you finally understand it. And then, of course, there's das, which is actually a practical application. But bina is where you understand it to such a great extent where you're rolling it outwards to the um, horizontal and vertical and you're really getting a good grasp on the situation Chachma on the other hand it's not really unpacking wisdom it's a flash of wisdom so much higher than real understanding Bina's understanding the next level but Chachma it's just it's raw wisdom but not in an understandable digestible way it's just that raw wisdom that's untouchable, really. If someone says, oh, I got Chachman, you say, what did you understand? And I don't know. I get it. How? What is it? The person can't be able to explain. To such a degree, if you even understand the etymology of the word of Chachman, the, the origin of the word of Chachman, Chachman is broken up into two words. Koyachma, the power of what? It's a power, but it's not understood in the traditional logical and um, traditional way it's not yet processed it's wisdom but unprocessable unprocessable wisdom until it gets to the level of bina it's not really able to be unpacked in the slightest and because god is so much higher than wisdom god is able to be more expressed in chachman than anywhere else because the second that human beings and you know um, um, project their understanding into something, godliness struggles to be revealed because that package is obviously human-like, cre- creation-like. But in order for God's um, godliness to be highest expressed, it needs to be expressed in something that we can't understand because then it's not limited by our very feeble, small-minded understanding. And like I said in the introduction. There's there's belief or there's there's foolishness let's call it then there's then there's the next level is um, understanding and then there's something called belief faith and this faith is equally among all people everyone has a, a natural belief in God this natural we're called believers sons of believers because we naturally have this within us us whether we're the greatest among us or the weakest among us we naturally have this belief because like it says a fool believes everything. But a clever man understands. Now, in regards, that usually is an insult to the to the fool. But in regards to God, we're all considered like fools. But what are, what are we saying? We're saying that we have this level of just pure belief, where, that, where it doesn't come into actual understanding, because in the level of chachma, which is this, let's call it the 
the battery or the, the microchip of our soul is the level of Chachma. And this level of Chachma has, isn't connected to understanding. It's so much. It's, let's call it in the fancy Tanya terminology, super rational. God, of course, is way higher than, than intelligence. Intelligence is just another creation like time and like a table and a chair. And so God, is, of course, is not limited to rules of logic. He's God's beyond that. We'll all consider like fools in regards to God. David Hamalach says, I am like a fool and, and ignorant. And I'm like a beast in front of you. And I'm constantly with you. Because David Hamalach was in front of God. Because David Hamalach says, I approach you like a fool and a beast. Basically, with this level of, of faith that hasn't, that isn't limited or restricted by logic. David Malach says, my connection to you, Hashem, isn't just regular logic, even the highest levels of logic. I have a relationship with you which just faith alone, belief in you alone. That's basically pure Chachma. And because David Malach says, I relate to you on the level of pure Chachma, he says about Hashem, I'm always with you. Because David Malach is connecting with a very, very high level of godliness. And says the al you'll notice an anomaly. And this is absolutely fascinating because this does not exist anywhere else. And it's, it's such an incredible idea within the Tanya. The al says, you'll notice something amazing. You will not find anywhere else in any religion, in any the- theological movement, anything... You will never find someone who does not believe in, a, in, in that form of, of religion, let's call it, or movements, who will be willing to give up their life for that very movement. Which means someone that's a member of any religion, and they say, yeah, I don't, I'm not really into all of this. And actually they stop believing in all, and they stop being a, 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 a true practitioner of that religion. You won't see that if someone puts a gun to the head and says, um, disobey your religion or I'll kill you, that they'll say, oh, I'm willing to die for that. You will see people that give up their life, but those are fierce, loyal members of their religion. But people that don't care less, they don't care less. But in the Jewish religion, you we've, we've seen millions of people throughout the ages who haven't, who've you know, called themselves, let's call it, um, non-affiliated or or self-hating Jews who have given up their life when their life is in jeopardy for a religion that they apparently don't even believe in. So what's going on? It's an anomaly that's fascinating to observe. And even if these people don't know godliness at all, and they're simple people, and they're not big scholars, and even the people that have a little bit of knowledge, what's making them give up their lives to God when, when their Cossacks are marching in, or during the Holocaust with the Nazis, or whether it was the, the, the Hadamaks, or whether it was the Romans, or whether it was the the Persian Empire, or whether it was the Greeks or the Romans, you get the gist of this, you had people who gave up their life, lay their lives down in order not to go against God, and they didn't do it because of logic. It wasn't, oh, this makes sense. He just said, no, I will not go against God. What made them do that? Asked the Alter Rebbe. Elah, what happened is says it wasn't intelligence that made them give up their lives and millions of martyrs in Jewish history many of whom were simple people many of whom officially didn't even like Judaism let's call it what made them give up their life was they just couldn't live without with going against God 
Something woke up inside of them. This love just woke up inside, deep inside of, inside of them and said, I will not go against God. And there was no logical reason. It wasn't a logical conclusion. And even the great rabbis that laid down their life, it wasn't because the logic kicked in and said, oh, this is good, this is worthwhile, this is a good investment in, in, in goodness to give up my life for God. They just said, I can't live with that, I can't live with going against God. And so they laid down their lives. Because God illuminated within their soul suddenly. This level of chachma is not is irrational. It's all let's call it super rational. It's higher than logic entirely. And so these people, what they did was they just connected to chachma. When their lives were on the line, when when a cossack came with a sword and said, "If you don't." Um, bow down to this um, uh, to this to this idol or you don't go against your religion I'm going to kill you they just said well I can't go against God it wasn't logical it was just an instinct this deep spiritual DNA instinct that just said I will not go against God it doesn't matter what you do and the amount of stories that exist of people that lay down their lives simple people great people people in between is absolutely amazing to to, to see, and you see this expression of this level of Chachma. Thank you so much for joining the Tiny 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 Tiny